Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Okay, so today we're talking about intermittent fasting again, but we're going to be looking at it from a different angle. Okay, we're going to be looking at intermittent fasting from the sake of should athletes themselves be doing something like a fasting diet? I'm going to show you like, you know, introduce you to the the different common types of intermittent fasting diets and a bit of more context around this. So I can actually answer the question, should athletes be doing fasting diets? Are they really optimized for the athletic individual? Okay, so let's get into it. So first of all, what, what are fasting diets? Well, fasting diets or intermittent fasting diets are diets where you are changing between a fasting period and a non-fasting period. And the way you do that obviously depends on the type of fasting diet you do, which I'm going to introduce you to three common ones in a second. But basically, fasting diets are diets where it involves some kind of period of fasting, okay? Just not eating any, any calories. That's in essence what it is. And it's become very, very popular. It's one of the most popular diets out there, especially in the fat loss space, which is where it's mostly used. But as any diet goes, the popularity increases, more and more people go to it, and athletes are not immune to that as well, okay? It happens as well. So a lot of athletes are then um, thinking about intermittent fasting, asking me, what do I think about intermittent fasting? Is it good for them? You know, what are the pros and cons and that sort of stuff? And more and more athletes are obviously doing fasting, including things like training fasted. But what are the different kind of types? Okay, so there are obviously different ways of doing intermittent fasting. So the most common way is the what I call the 16-8 method. And it's when you're basically fasting for 16 hours and then you eat during the eight-hour period. So for example, you would eat between 12 o'clock in the afternoon, so noon and 8 p.m. in the night, and then you'd fast from 8 p.m. until the next day, noon time. That's the 16-8 time period. The 5-2 diet is another common one, which is where you're basically eating pretty normally for five days of the week, and then on two days of the week, you're fasting, usually down to about 500 to 800 calories on those diets. So quite restrictive on two days of the week. And then you've obviously got the very severe forms, which is where people will do like a full day fast once a week, once every two weeks, maybe once a month or so, and it's just like a full day of just famine, basically just starving yourself for the full day. Those are the three most common ones. There's obviously other iterations of it, but we won't worry about it today because today's episode is not really about what fasting diets are about. It's about should athletes themselves be even considering them as a dietary method. That's what we want to answer with today's podcast. And to answer that, we've got to give it some context. I'm going to introduce you to the, the free R's for athletes. The free R's, okay? R for rabbit. <laughs> they need to be considered here, okay? So number one is refuel, then recovery, then repair. Okay, the three R's, refuel, recovery, and repair. You've got to consider those things. Now, obviously, there are many factors that come into play for an athlete's success, but these three relate to this topic for today. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about in relation to that. So with that in mind, you know, making sure you're refueling, you're recovering, and you're repairing yourself as an athlete, let's get into answering, should athletes be doing intermittent fasting? Okay, I'm going to start off with the blunt truth. It is not ideal, okay? It's not ideal due to the demands of an athlete that... Is not really going to be optimized if you're doing something like a fasting diet. 
athletes have very different demands than a lot of individuals. So you've got to consider that when it comes to intermittent fasting. Is it going to be suitable for what an athlete needs to do nutrition-wise? And most often, I would say no. It's not really ideal. And then you've got to look at it. Why are athletes doing intermittent fasting? Well, most of them are doing it because of a body composition desire, usually fat loss. But then on the other side of the spectrum, if someone's trying to kind of gain muscle, okay, if gaining muscle is a goal, well, then it's actually very not ideal. (laughs) Okay, so if you're trying to gain muscle, you've got to be doing a different protocol because it's really intermittent fasting can be successful, you know, in the general populace or even like individuals who aren't necessarily performance inclined but it's mostly used to be used for fat loss. There's no real benefits to muscle gain, really. If anything, it, there's a lot of cons to it. So for muscle gain, it's not, it's not ideal. And of course, this all depends on the sport and the position. And I'll say it time and time again, okay? Individualization is key, okay? You gotta individualize what you're doing. It has to be customized to your situation. You can't be using a diet that's designed for someone who's completely different situation than you and think it's gonna work the same or that it's gonna be working at all. Venting is going to be to your detriment. So that's something to consider as well. This all depends on your sport and your position as well. Now, another kind of reason you're going to consider why intermittent fasting is not that great is it honestly delays the refueling process, especially if you're training outside of the normal eating window. So let's say that you're training early in the morning. So you have a, this, I've seen this time and time again. Someone has a CrossFit session in the morning, okay, really early. Let's say six o'clock, and I've, I've heard of earlier. Okay, six o'clock. And then if they're in the middle of fasting and they can't eat till 12, they're delaying it. Now, while there isn't a necessary a magic window of opportunity, they're unnecessarily de- delaying it, especially if this athlete is someone who's trying to compete, trying to build themselves up and trying to work towards being of a higher elite level, then they're going to be in a position where they're really delaying the refueling process and recovery process. And this is not going to be ideal for them. So if someone's training outside the eating window, then it makes it really hard to really time nutrition correctly all the timing isn't saying it's a priority straight away. It's saying that athletes do develop towards. And by delaying that through doing something like intermittent fasting, especially if you're doing something like a 5-2 where on two days of the week, you're completely pretty much starving or the ones where you're doing a full day fast, which is even more severe and definitely something I don't recommend, then you're looking at a, uh, like a, you're basically looking at a situation where you're diminishing your potential results. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You're diminishing the potential results you can get. So that's one thing you got to consider. Now, you got to also consider that it diminishes your potential for full repair and recovery in between training sessions and gaming, bouts, games, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever your sport is, you know, between sessions, basically. If you're someone that, let's say, now this, obviously, if you're doing a, in a tournament style thing where you're doing multiple things in the day, that's obviously self-explanatory. But let's say for whatever reason, you're in this type of sport and competition where you're training or playing one day and then you're either doing it again the next day or you have just a one day break and then you go back into it if you're doing something intermittent fasting and you haven't optimally repaired and recovered before the next session to the best of your abilities then you may not be performing to the best of your abilities that's just that's just fact so by doing something like intermittent fasting you're honestly limiting the window of opportunity to get in the fuel the food that's going to repair and recover you and that's where you got to consider if you're an athlete who's competing, intermittent fasting very well may not be an ideal situation for you. And this is not even to mention that also that like the another thing you got to consider is the logistics around this. Logistics around juggling 
a very strict regimented intermittent fasting regimen around your busy schedule already, trying to make it time as best as you can and then trying to kind of bridge the gap, so to speak. And it just becomes this whole mess that just makes the whole situation harder and more overwhelming and athletes need, they don't need any more overwhelm. Let's just put it that way. So that's just something to consider as well is that athletes' lives can be quite erratic and busy. And because intermittent fasting is so regimented, you got to figure out, can it even be viably connected, so to speak? Can it mesh? That's the best way to say it. Can it mesh together so you can get the best possible outcome from it? And for many athletes, it's not necessarily the case. Now, I should obviously say a disclaimer with all this now that I've said with, yes, intermittent fasting is not ideal for athletes. This doesn't mean that athletes can't do intermittent fasting and succeed. There are going to be athletes out there, I'm sure that do intermittent fasting and are perfectly happy with their performance and their results. But I'm talking about, is this for most athletes? Is this going to be the optimized thing? The thing is, intermittent fasting is not magic. And that's the thing that I'm kind of trying to portray here. I'm trying to show you that intermittent fasting, while it can be a strategic tool to good effect for certain individuals for certain goals, there are better options out there. So it's not necessarily that it's always going to be really bad to do intermittent fasting as an athlete. It's more of a case of, why are you doing intermittent fasting? Do you truly enjoy? Is that really how you operate? Or are you just doing it because you think it's the best thing? Because it's not necessarily the best thing. So even if it's not like bad, let's say necessarily for certain people, is it necessarily optimized? Okay. It's kind of the whole argument of, you know, it's not needed, but is it, is it, is it ideal? You know, the whole thing like, you know, the keto, um, keto people will always say carbs are not necessarily needed. You don't technically need carbs. Well, you don't technically need them, but they help. In this similar situation, intermittent fasting, you know, yeah, okay, it can potentially be okay, but is it optimized? Okay, and that's the thing we got to ask ourselves. Could you be doing something better? And the reality is, yes, there are better options out there. So therefore, while intermittent fasting is not ideal, you can still do it, but just keep in mind that it's not necessarily going to be the best option and keep in mind that intermittent fasting in itself is just a tool. It's just a tool in the toolbox that you can use for specific things. I don't really intermittent fast unless I'm you know, cutting down to very oh, comparably low calorie levels for me. My, my low calorie levels will be different to maybe what you're, what you're thinking. And for that, you know, I get extra hunger. And for me, if I do a bit of an intermittent fasting regimen, it helps keep the hunger at bay. So for me, for that specific reason, I use it. But then outside of that, I don't. So that's just to show you that it's really just a tool to be used, to be harnessed, to be wielded, so to speak. And keep in mind that this is that was also in the context of just sheer body composition. I wasn't competing at that point in any sport. But as an athlete who's competing, you've got to consider, is intermittent fasting, one, something that I even enjoy doing? Two, what's my reasoning behind it? And three, is it really the best option right now? Or could I do something else that's going to be more enjoyable, more easy on you, and is actually going to be technically better? AKA something a bit more, you know, doing like a flexible approach to nutrition, of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But doing something where maybe you're eating across the day, and or kind of adjusting your nutrition to your lifestyle, okay? Rather than trying to fit your lifestyle to this new regimen of intermittent fasting. As I always say, make it fit your lifestyle. Optimize that lifestyle compatibility, as I like to call it. So I hope this gives you some perspective, some different way of thinking about this. And just to realize that while fasting diets, they may be okay and they may not be okay, but at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Could I be doing something else that's actually a bit better, potentially better than what I'm doing now? And that's really the kind of question I want you to ask yourself. Because I'm sure you know you might be listening to this and maybe you're doing intermittent fasting going, hey, you're talking all this crap about intermittent fasting, but I'm doing it and I love it. Okay, sweet. You know, that, I'm not saying you can't do intermittent fasting as an athlete. I'm just saying that 
physiologically and in terms of nutrition demands, it's technically not the most optimized diet. There are better diets out there. And for many athletes, it can actually diminish the gains they're getting. Gains in terms of results doesn't necessarily have to be muscle gain. Although, as I mentioned, intermittent fasting is definitely not optimized for muscle gain. Yeah, you may keep your muscle, but it's not going to be optimized for gaining muscle as much as it would if you were just eating across the day. So I hope this gives you some new things to think about. Now, of course, as always, I'm happy to continue this conversation. And if you have any questions or, or you want to kind of ask me something, you know, specific about what I've talked about today or tell me your point of view, you know, reach out to me. We can have a chat and see what's going on and see how I can help you. You know, you can reach out email. It's in the description notes below in the show notes, alexatheclimbdietitian.com.au. Otherwise, as always, you can find me very easily on Instagram or one of those platforms and just send me a DM, just slide right in there and go, hey, Alexa, I listen to your podcast about intermittent fasting, X, Y, Z, whatever I can help you with. Just let me know. We'll have a chat. But until then, hope this gives you a fresh perspective. If you're doing fasting and you're feeling stuck, let me know. If you're not, just consider this today, what I've talked about, whether it's optimized for you. I hope you have a great day. Stay safe. See you later. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game, and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated. See ya.